Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Management Decisions, where we explore tips and advice for managers, recruiters, and HR professionals. Today, we're talking specifically about the hiring process. In recent decades, the hiring process for many companies has become increasingly complex. The journey from resume submission to the final interview can be a lengthy one. So to learn more about the hiring process and how managers can simplify this process to achieve the best results, I'm speaking with Ingrid Moore. Ingrid is the president and owner of Corporate Resources of Illinois and CR Temporaries. Thanks for joining me today, Ingrid. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. So before we dive into the topic, do you want to tell me briefly about your professional background and your experience working with employers? I have been in this industry on the staffing agency side for a little over 25 years and worked both the applicant and the client side. You know, very rewarding career, very, uh, very much a sense of accomplishment. So good field to be in. And I'm sure in your years of experience, you've come into contact with the hiring process quite often. Would you say that in recent years, the hiring process has become more complex? You know, it, it's changed. I don't know that I'm going to say it's more complex. It certainly didn't have the technology mm-hmm. when I started that it does today. Some of those things I find very helpful to improve the hiring process, to make better decisions. Some have become cumbersome or some of the technology usage is not helpful in our industry, but I think it's just different. I wouldn't say it's improved it or, or lessened it. It's just different. It's a different climate. And for those companies that do have a more complex hiring process, what would you say would be the benefits of that? Certainly tools, whether they are online testing to some degree, some of that is very beneficial. I think it can be there are some companies that take too long and do too much testing and then they lose a lot of the good applicants. So we have to keep in mind that technology is wonderful if used, you know, with a sense of urgency behind it mm-hmm. because these things can't drag out too long. So technology is something that could be either a benefit or a disadvantage in the hiring process. Is there anything else aside from technology that would benefit the hiring process or hinder it? To me, the, the, biggest, the biggest thing one can do and do well is referencing. You know, many companies, I don't believe, do it to its, the practice and the method that they do it is not as helpful. When done correctly, I really think a reference, and that's really not using any technology, this is old school, that is our best piece of information that determines the good applicants and some that, and what the weaknesses are. All right. And then I wanted to go through your article that you had written called Hiring, Are We Making It Too Difficult? In this article, you do mention a few roadblocks that hiring managers might encounter that makes it difficult for them to fill their open positions. So I wanted to take a look at each one of those. And the first one you had listed was a poor job description and unrealistic expectations. So how would you describe a poor job description? What would that entail? Poor job description, lacking information. Poor job description could be not all the managers have approved or agreed with this job description. Therefore, we, you know, we do a lot of work, we find the talent, or their internal recruiters find the talent, and then 
by the time they get to the managers, there's a skill missing. Putting in miscellaneous information, we all, no matter what level we are at, all our jobs involve some amount of, let's say, filing. There's no purpose to put in those types of things. We really want to see the skills that are necessary and mandatory on those job descriptions and the duties and responsibilities of of depth that they will be doing. So it sounds like a lack of information might be one of the biggest things that leads to the poor job description. The lack of accurate information, of agreed upon information, correct. So what can employers do to ensure that their job descriptions are excellent? Does it involve just going to the managers and getting their input, or are there some more steps that hiring managers should take as they're creating these job descriptions? Well, you said it. It really is putting all the managers together and saying, what do we want combined? What are the most important things? And then, you know, I have some departments that will rank them. These are preferred skill sets. These are ones I'm willing to train on. It's getting everybody on board and getting them on board with a timeline. You know, some expectations are I need this person on board in three days. Some are, you know, I'll I'll wait for a month and a half. So timelines are important as well. Besides the skills or the duties that this person's going to be doing, is there any other information that you want to make sure you're including in the job description? You know, pay the expectation of what the parameters or what the range is. If it's an internal job description, we all need to be on the same page. Having realistic expectations that you can't maybe have five, ten years of experience with a degree and you want to pay an unreasonable wage for that. So Mm. being realistic with those. And speaking of realistic expectations, you also had listed unrealistic expectations as a hindrance. Aside from maybe the salary that you're listing, what are some other unrealistic expectations that employers will sometimes have? We've had clients that want a degree, but yet they don't want an applicant that's wanting any type of growth. And those two really don't combine real well. Typically, one goes to school to get a degree to be able to further themselves. And when we're talking about possibly a smaller organization that isn't going to offer growth, sometimes those two things don't combine. So it's being able to educate and understand that that there are things that just don't go together. Too much testing, you know, that can frighten off an applicant. I would say those are off the top of my head probably the most important. So what advice would you offer to hiring managers who are listening and maybe they feel that in the past they've had unrealistic expectations? What advice would you offer them to have realistic expectations for their open positions? You know, I I think it's all going to fall back to an agreement between the managers of Mm -hmm. what they are looking for. And if they're using an outside staffing firm, that those expectations are communicated clearly to the staffing firm that they're using and an expectation of timeline and an expectation possibly also of you don't want to see 20 people for one job interview. You want to see Mm -hmm. quality. You don't need to see quantity typically. And so this subject of the unrealistic expectations, that ties in with what your next point was in the article, and that is being too picky. So what behaviors or decisions would you say could be indicators that the hiring manager is being too picky in the process? Probably seeing too many. Anytime Mm -hmm. that we work with a client, uh, that's one of my questions that I'll ask them. How many people have you seen thus far and what what has been the reason that we haven't moved forward in the process? And when I hear that they've interviewed seven, eight people, I'm right away 
feeling as though that could be a red flag area. Somebody isn't doing the screening somewhere that they're having to see that many applicants. I think there needs to be more emphasis no matter what the position is. Yes, we need a certain skill level, and we all know that whether you're doing physicians or you're doing office support, it doesn't matter. There needs to be some skill. But not enough emphasis sometimes is placed on the soft skills, and that's the passion for the job, their work ethic, their drive, their own morals. Those things can't be taught. We, we were taught that as a child. And that, to me, is more important sometimes, depending on the job, than the actual skill set. I can teach skill set. I can't teach work ethic. Right. How would you say that in the long run, being too picky could actually harm the employer? I think you lose good applicants. Because when you're being too picky, it it typically goes hand in hand with you're seeing too many people trying to find absolutely perfect. And sometimes then the people that you saw at the very beginning, they're gone now because other companies will move more quickly. So the loss of a good applicant, because you keep thinking there's going to be better. One of the other points that you had mentioned in your article was relying too much on technology. And I know you had mentioned earlier how it's good to have a balance with the technology. But how can relying on technology too much actually be harmful to the company when it comes to their hiring process? It comes back to that timeline. We do have companies that do many different temperament type tests, and those take days to come back and and, uh, review the results amongst the managers. Some technology is wonderful. I think LinkedIn is a good source to get the body of their background. But I think some technology, if we just use social media, I think Facebook is being used in a negative way that harms the hires. You know, some, so there are tools out there that are not, are harming moving hiring forward. And there are tools out there that are good. So again, there's, it's not a, it's not a better thing. It just makes it different. So how would you say that employers should pursue candidates outside the realm of technology? Looking in their own backyard. Their own employees are a wealth of information. So to be able to provide bonuses, internal bonuses, incentive to allow the internal employees to use their own networking abilities, you know, that's a source that many companies utilize today and and I think it's underutilized. Referrals are always going to be our best our best tool. There it's our best tool as an outside agency and it should be, you know, used more internally, along with the referencing. And so it sounds like there's a lot of different tools that you can use, like the technology, the referrals, the networking. So that leads into my next question, which is what checks and balances would you recommend to a company to make sure that they, their great candidates don't slip through the cracks? I hate to keep saying the same thing, but I started at the beginning saying referencing is an underutilized tool. Mm-hmm. There, it's surprising to me today that some clients don't reference at all, but to reference, and then some do the referencing and do it improperly. To ask the potential applicant who they would like referenced is starting out the reference process in the wrong direction. We don't ask the applicant who they would like us to reference. We want to make sure we're referencing the boss that they reported to. Those are the key individuals. And if that on its own was done and done properly, hiring would be a lot smoother. And I think you've given us a lot of great tips uh, for hiring managers in particular. As we're wrapping up the show now, I wanted to give you the floor at the end here just to give any final words of advice to those who may be listening. Maybe they're currently re-strategizing their hiring process or they're interested in what you've been describing today. 
What final message would you like to give to them? And again, this is a personal opinion, and it's a personal opinion based on 25 years of experience. I go to the soft skills. People may not have absolutely every piece of software that you might want, but I would so prefer the work ethic, the morals, the, the being grounded, the passionate, the team player. I'd rather hire the right attitude and have to train a little bit mm-hmm. on maybe a computer program that we utilize because at the end of the road, I can't train work ethic. I, that had to be instilled when they, you know, way back before I got a hold of them. So paying more attention to what the soft skills are, the personality of the employee, and realizing what can be trained and what can't. And I suppose I think we have gotten, there are many companies that are way too heavy in the all the psychological testing. It takes way too long. Mm-hmm. It's weeks and weeks and weeks to get through the process, and you're missing good applicants because it's become too cumbersome. All right. And with that final message, we will conclude today's show. You've been listening to our guest, Ingrid Moore, speak on the complexity of the hiring process and how that process can be simplified to yield the best hiring results. So thank you for sharing your insight with our listeners today, Ingrid. Thank you. And of course, for the listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our email is ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also interact with us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar wishing you the best of luck with your management decisions.